here on the chop and we will also declare our victor this week in this episode the official podcast of the berkeley heights guillotine league i am your co-host john tripp happy new year to everyone out there our first podcast in 2024 will be our last of the season co-host julian tan quite an exciting journey for the league this year wouldn't you agree indeed it was john you know, it's funny after so many late Monday night finishes where everyone was just texting nonstop at midnight, uh, this week was over fairly early for a football week, uh, but actually technically it was very late in the year, right on New Year's Eve. And as a result, we have not one but two guests here tonight. And then the very highly anticipated choppies at the end of the show. So what an exciting show we have for you this week. Uh, very excited this week. So let's get to it. Uh, when our first dr- guest drafted CMC with the first pick of the draft, he represented a new hope to the league and got so close. He finished in first in week one and is our second place finisher. Let's welcome Creature Cantina, Chop Manager of the Week, Old Crows, Brian Titlebaum. Welcome, Brian. I don't know which of your ancestors put the title in title bound, but they must be awfully disappointed once again this year. Very disappointed. Very disappointed. By the way, the title in title bound means fig. So and fig tree, which has nothing to do with fantasy football, but uh, I'm happy to be here in the last podcast. Uh, a little disappointed in the overall outcome, but uh, I feel like I kind of did okay throughout the whole year. Every Monday was a little bit tough, and there were a few Mondays where I was getting texts about potentially making plans to join the chop. Uh, it was nice getting the first pick and drafting McCaffrey. He had a great season, scored a touchdown in almost every game, and made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Unbelievable season for CMC. Uh, I would say congratulations on the first pick paying off, except that it never does when I have it. So I'm a little bitter, uh, but I do hope that they count that Kessel run in the NFL MVP voting uh, because I think he's a strong candidate. All right, so let's welcome this year's Berkeley Heights Guillotine League champion. Look, I got to be honest with you. I didn't think he'd win it. Here is Bill Cassano from Benchmob with an impressive 159.93 points for the win. Thanks. It's great to be here. The resistance was defeated this week. And Julian, you didn't think I'd win? I find your lack of faith disturbing. Uh, True, but Bill, if you remember in week five, you only survived by two points 
getting 81 points that week, and A.J. Dillon had to get you 13 on Monday night. What did you think of your team then? It's true. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than the bench mob of week five. All right, so let's go through through the week in the guillotine league, starting as always, Julian, going through the wire. All right, for bench mob, what a difference a dollar makes. Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Browns D versus the Jets, and CeeDee Lamb all for a dollar each. And that, of course, is quarterback Josh Allen, not pro bowler Josh Allen. But some great pickups with that last $4. Uh, how'd you feel about those choices you had? Don't underestimate the power of the dark side of keeping your money until the end. Certainly the difference between a win and a loss. Yeah, you were texting me saying, don't even bother dropping all the players. I'll just tell you the ones I want. <laughs> Old Crow, you added Dak Prescott. You bring back Puka Nakua, A.J. Brown, and Niners D on day two, and Tucker. Those were not the droids I was looking for. I really wanted C.D. Lamb, but I knew I wasn't going to get him. Uh, the force was certainly strong within. All right, so let's get to the games. I'd like to get both of your analyses. So let's start with Thursday night. It's the Jets versus the Browns. Uh, there was one thing that was as sure as CMC this year, and it was defenses against the Jets, a strong performance with 21. Starting with Bill, what are your thoughts on Thursday? Are you feeling good right off the bat? Well, I street defenses all season and always avoided playing the defense against my beloved Jets. But at this point, the Jets with neither Padwan nor Master at QB – I was willing to, I thought my defense was my vulnerability this week. So I was really pleased to see the, the large points out of the rounds. Uh, Brian? I wanted the rounds. I put in for them <laughs> and I was defeated. Yeah, I don't think any different waiver uh, order would have helped you in this case. So you got the droid like the Jawa sold originally to Luke and it blew up. The one, the the one, the one with smoke coming out <laughs> yeah. of the cop. Although, in fairness... I don't think that made a difference in the end. Yes. So Saturday is Lions versus Cowboys, and the gap only widens. So Lamb gets 40 and Aubrey for bench mob, while Dak with 20, not too bad, and Gibbs with five after just a scorching run uh, for Old Crow. Brian, you start feeling like the force is not with you. The force was not with me. I felt like I escaped into a garbage chute, was safe for a while, and then that walls just started closing in on me. How about you, Bill? Any attack made by Old Crow against my team would be a useless gesture. No matter what technical data they have obtained, Bench Mob was now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggested to use it. All right. Sunday at 1 p.m., lots of teams are going. So I will highlight some of the bigger moments. Uh, CMC, who has been big. All year gets injured, and then it's Mitchell who gets the touchdown, upsetting not only Old Crow, but fantasy teams throughout the galaxy. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I knew something terrible had happened. Indeed, it had. Uh, then Puka had an 80-yard reception, but was tackled at the two. So Old Crow, you get some points, but not the six. The six goes to Kyron Williams on Bench Mob's team, who caps off a 30-point day. That's a tough 12-point swing. Uh, Bill, your reaction there? Well, Puka tried, and Kyron did. 
do or do not. There is no try. Ultimately, Old Crow folded like Alderaan against the Death Star. And Brian, you said it was really up to two plays that separated you and Benchmop. Yeah, I think it was two plays all week. And one of them was that 80-yard reception by Puka, which was about a 12-point swing. And the other was that 90-yard bomb to CD. Yeah, I don't know how he got away from the defender. And and then that just opened the floodgates for CD. Yeah. And uh, that was the difference in the score. So it's amazing that just two plays can account for, you know, 30 points. But fortunately or unfortunately, depending on uh, where you're sitting, uh, that is fantasy. Well, it's funny because we drafted the best guys that were left and nobody performed except the four of them. Yeah. Right? It's like, and, you know, they like get the five points out of somebody that should have put up 20. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of luck and, you know, just put some good planning. But, you know, those extra dollars... So the pace of the the waivers in the last three weeks is really kind of crazy. Like you know, I, I I went out. I was I was third the the first season. I felt like, oh, you know, the 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 waivers is is nuts. But but in with when you get to the end, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is out of control. Yeah, and actually, I was really amazed by how great everybody's waiver pickups were, especially like last week. What did everyone have a twenty five point? performance on their bench that's really remarkable um but it it's still unpredictable i know brian you were struggling with who to start every week just with too many options even with only four bench spots yeah every week um thankfully it didn't cost me uh and i was able to get to the finals and i don't think a lineup decision cost me the finals either way so that uh, you know at least uh, my song is not going to be my own worst enemy Uh, Well, congratulations again to both of you on great seasons, and I'm glad you all got paid already. Uh, So, Julian, do you know what time it is? I do, John. It's time for the most anticipated award show of the year. Choppy. Yes, and here on the award-winning The Chop, we have some exciting categories this year. And by award-winning, we won our own award last year. We have some exciting categories this year. And there's some tough decisions to be made. Let's start with my favorite category. So it's the journeyman of the year. So who traveled to the most teams? They weren't necessarily like an auto start, uh, but they were there when you needed it. And the nominees are Brock Purdy. For four teams. DJ Moore was on five teams, but you know, mostly from eliminations. Chuba Hubbard was on five teams, and Dalton Kincaid was on five teams. And I'm gonna announce the winner is Chuba Hubbard. I thought he had like a really good season. He was a guy because he was on the Panthers. 
you were happy to start, especially on a bye week, then you drop him because your guy was back. Um, but I think he was really fit the bill for the journeyman of the year. The next category is going to be the best guest of the podcast this year. And apparently, Bill and I are not eligible for this. No, your performances were not. Uh, yeah. Know, we couldn't be submitted. 23 performances were considered. All right. Well, our stuff. We'll, win, we'll win next year based on this performance. As disappointing as that is. This is the most coveted. You can be eliminated early next year, and then we'll nominate you. Let's hope not. <laughs> but back to the best guest of the year, the nominees are Mr. Quigley. He had some big soliloquies about the planes, trains, and automobiles episode, but he ultimately told us to have a point when we talk. That does not help. Mr. Werner, the Caddyshack episode, widely hailed as one of the best episodes of the year. Great improv there. Butch, who filled in for Tom Selfaro, even though I don't think a lot of us even know Selfaro had a partner. And Chat Kimchi. It's not that he was a great guest, but so much better than the actual Kimchi. Mm. So, gap there, yeah. So, the choppy, as much as I want to give it to Mr. Warner... Has to go to Chat Kimchi. What a great guess. Wow, he was so good. The gap between him and actual Kimchi really sealed it for him. But uh, yeah, the no- Warner, I thought, should have had it. Um, I, I The ruling goes to the judge. He really set the tone for just what the podcast was this year. And his improv was incredible. But congratulations, Chat Kimchi. And I will say... For Werner, it was a deserved award, but sometimes you just can't be the AI version of David Kent. Yes, but you can't. Well, it's a thrill just to be nominated for Mark, I'm sure. Okay, and the next uh, next category is Best Exit Song. And uh, I know I know we're looking forward to the uh, the playlist of all the exit songs at some point. <laughs> um, the nominees are Chat with There's Always Tomorrow, yeah. Rudolph episode, Keith DeCroy, The Tramps, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and John Tripp's Tail Lights Fade. And um, I'm going to give the choppy to The Tramps, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, I think that was the right. That really made me laugh when I did that. Yeah, that was the work he did on his own. That wasn't our suggestion. Keith came up with that. And the uh, the great uh, disco link. All right, so let's talk my favorite category, the Grim Reaper Award. This is the player who eliminated the most teams. Uh, There were some pretty good players on the list this year. The nominees are DJ Moore eliminated four different teams. Travis Etienne, it was not Etienne season. He eliminated four teams this year. Brock Purdy eliminated four teams. Derek Henry actually eliminated five different teams. So don't feel so bad, Warner. And uh, another nominee that I think is is maybe a dark horse here, Jordan Love, who eliminated two teams. And because John and I get to choose the award, Jordan Love eliminated two teams, mine and John's. Therefore, he wins the choppy. The winner is... Love stinks. Love stinks.
All right. Yeah, you can't eliminate both you and I and have a song that says your name stinks in the same, especially on this uh, podcast. So you're a surefire winner, a shoe in to win uh, the choppy. Congratulations, Jordan Love. All right. the I'm going to go to uh, the next category, which is the worst excuse for missing or postponing of podcasts. Uh, Bill, you'll be happy you're nominated here. Uh, so Dave Kim, he didn't really give us a reason. He just said, I'm out. I don't think he's a front runner because uh, AI kimchi won the uh, choppy. So I think he's going to get a slide. So Farrow, he said he had work, um, but then he gave us Butch, another nominee. And Bill Cassano couldn't make it for a couple of days because he had curling. And the winner is Bill Cassano. Congratulations on the choppy. Second best thing I won this week. <laughs> the next category we're going to go with is the best pickup of the year. And the nominees are double nominee Kimchi with Josh Allen. And again, the quarterback, not the Pro Bowl. After week two for $21. Beat me by $1 on that bit. Which put uh, Disco Duck Herbert to the bench. That's a bold move. He also is nominated for getting Alvin Kamara after week three for $15. Yours truly, Old Crow, nominated for Puka for $9 after week one. And the choppy is going to go, well, if I'm choosing it, it's going to me because I can come in first place for something. And I've been winning all over, but I really want to uh, give a nod to Kim Chi because if you remember, he was lowest man, you know, week one. And we with four points with four, yeah, yeah. But then we wonder how he turns his teams around. But two, two great moves. Uh, I know Swift we picked up, but yeah, you know, he really turned it around quick, and it was great uh, waiver wire movement by uh, MT. Yeah, and I do think a lot of leagues are probably giving that best pickup of the year to Puka. Uh, also, a hot candidate in most leagues for that is Kyron, who of course didn't do me any yeah. ever. So no, if he stayed healthy the whole season, that'd be our winner. Okay, uh, the best guest host award goes to uh, the nominees are Jamie Ranga, Help Me Ranga, and Hey Castellana, Rob Castellana. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> and um, we'll go with um, Help Me Ranga because I'm a Beach Boys fan. No, oh, I was going to say it's because that's the only one you could watch. There are many reasons. All right, so let's talk about the worst move of the year. And uh, there were plenty of nominees. Most of them were just bids I didn't win. But uh, let's talk about other people. Mark Warner, never, never start Derrick Henry. Bad idea for Mark. Uh, Mike Ryan doubling down on number six, Devontae Smith, instead of always doubling down on 11. Spock lives. You would think it would be starting three Detroit Lions, but actually the nominee is being eliminated when he did not start three Detroit Lions. Weird mistake to make. And Chatfield going down with the ship starting Doomsday D, who got only three points versus Seattle. And I'm going to have to stay. This choppy is going to go to Chat. Because... 
It has to do with the Cowboys. Yeah, there you go. Screwed yourself with Doomsday D. Congratulations, chat. Well deserved there. Plus, now he's a winner. Yeah, that feels good, right? All right. So, most bullied league member of the year. This is the the person who had to endure the most abuse on the show. Last year, it went to Matt Weissman for the T. Higgins drop. The nominees this year are the commissioner, Mike Ryan, uh, who always gets a little abuse because he is the commissioner. Mike Chatfield uh, for the dumb, the original dumb chat in the uh, league. And then, of course, you know, for the Cowboys. And lastly, of course, the winner is... Okay, here we are. The last category of the evening and one that I know our hosts are very eager to see. It is the best podcast award. People said it was rigged last year when they won. Because the category was best guillotine podcast in the 07922 zip code. But being the gracious hosts that they are, they expanded. So now the category is best broadcast of any kind that has anything to do with football within 10 miles of the 07922 zip code. That's a huge expansion. That's that's monstrous. It's a very dense area. Right. You guys are patting yourselves in the back. It's a little too early for that. Let's see who the nominees are. Well, congratulations. You've been nominated again. The Chop and host John Tripp and Julian Tang. They're going against the Manning cast Monday Night Football with hosts Eli and Peyton Manning. Sports Zone, the Governor Livingston High Sports cast. And the winner is... The man in cat. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. The, the judges are conferring. Oh, oh, wait, no, hold on. Time out. Oh, wait a second. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So it turns out that Peyton Manning did not report in as eligible, not being in the 10 mile radius. And once again, the zebras have chosen the winner. It is the chop. Yes. Yeah. Well, that just ends the choppies. It really is just one of the most remarkable and uh, extravagant award shows of the season. Yeah, I'm just glad that the writer's strike ended in time for us to get this award show done because, you know, it really affected a lot of the award yeah. shows this year. <laughs> So congrats to all the winners and all the nominees, of course. Uh, so uh, I'll start with you, Bill. Any final words or final thoughts on the season? Yeah, well, great, great season. Um, I, you know, obviously thrilled to have won. I want to thank you guys for doing this every week. I want to thank um, Mike Breyer for thinking this up. Um, I want to thank uh, the treasurer for, um, for you know, keeping track of everything. And, um, and everybody for being so entertaining. So thanks. All right, Brian, you choose the final song and your final words. So, uh, great season. Uh, a little disappointed that I didn't win. A little disappointed that I still have not figured out how to navigate the waivers, and I lose tiebreakers every single week. 
But as far as the final song, I had a couple final songs planned for me if I was to go out. But being that there's two of us here and being that there was a winner and I was not that, I will dedicate my song to the Evil Empire Bench Mob with a song by the greatest band in the earth, Tenacious D, with a song aptly titled Death Star. Good choice, Brian. And both of you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. John, thank you so much for all the work you put into the podcast. Julian. It has been a great year of podcasting. Sienna, thank you for the occasional barks. And uh, I really look forward to next year. And keep your eyes peeled on the text chat for some uh, voting on rule changes for next year as well. So thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks. The world is fucking turning to shit. Earth don't stand a chance Hurricane, typhoon will destroy the city We've got to clean up the skies and recycle we got to stop the overpopulation But most important It's a son of a bitch, y'all, and we're building it It's gonna take us up into the sky We don't need the earth, we're gonna fucking fly sky Death Star, it's a son of a bitch, y'all Gonna take us into outer space Get your shit together, motherfucker We're gonna start a new human race in the sky In the sky You know we will be rocking on the Death Star Total eclipse in the sky Make it out of sight